Our God, as we come now to hear your word, we pray that you would give us ears to hear, that in hearing we would rejoice and celebrate what you have done for us through your Son who came for us to give himself for us that we might share in his life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you were with us last night, uh, I adapted an ancient sermon. That was a sermon from St. Augustine. And uh, I'm going to do the same thing this morning, except this time I've adapted a sermon by a man by the name of Gregory of Nazianzus, or better known as Gregory the Theologian. This was a sermon he preached in the year 381 on Christmas Day. And you'll appreciate this because it was a shorter sermon. And that way, you won't have to think, how long is he going to go today? It's shorter, I promise. First, let me read, though, from Luke chapter 2, the well-known words concerning the birth of our Lord. Luke tells us in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place or room for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, That will be for all the people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from there into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Sisters and brothers, Christ our God is born. Therefore, let us glorify and praise him, not only this day, but all of our days. 
Because you see, Christ has come from earth. Therefore, we are to go out and meet him. Christ is on earth. Yet even now, he who humbled himself for us is even now exalted above the highest heaven as Lord of all. Therefore, let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Because our joy is in the one who belongs to heaven, but who now, in his grace, also belongs to the earth, to us, even us. Christ, the eternal word of the Father, the one through whom all things were made, has come. And he's come in our frail flesh to make us, you and me into the human beings God always had in mind. And this is why we rejoice this day, that we rejoice with both trembling and with joy, with trembling because it was our sins, our rebellion that led the one who was born for us to go on to die for us, but also with joy because in him our hope has now been solidified. Him who in great love was willing, willing to give himself for us in order that we might be redeemed. But my friends, how could we not worship him, the exalted one who existed from all of eternity with his father? How could we not glorify him the eternal Son, who'll go on existing in glory forever and ever. How could we not honor Him, the infinite, who in love for us condescended to become an infant for our salvation? Don't you see? The Son of God became a human, that we humans might become sons of God, beloved children of God now and forever, to a people who sat in fearful darkness, the light of life has dawned. For the God who said at the very beginning, let light shine out of the darkness, has sent forth his word again to shine in our dark hearts in order to give us the knowledge of God in the human face of Jesus Christ, so that in Christ we can truly say the old is gone and the new has come. In Christ, the Spirit triumphs over the judgment of the law which condemns sinners. In Christ, the shadows of sin and death flee away because in Him, who is the truth and grace of God, displaces them entirely. Do you, do we believe this? Well, if so, then let us run to Christ. Let us run to Christ who forgives our sins in order to reconcile us to God who is our creator and who is our maker. The Son of God who existed without mother has come to us without the aid of a human father. Yes, the laws of nature are disrupted. For God's eternal word, the one who fashioned these very laws, has been conceived 
and birth, and no one, no one and nothing can stand in the way of Him accomplishing what He desires, which is our redemption. And so, in light of Him, let us clap our hands. Let us rejoice, because indeed to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government of God rests upon his shoulder. For with his heavy cross, he has raised up the kingdom of God, which will not and cannot end. His kingdom, which restores all who enter through the door of Christ, his son. Let John the Baptist cry, prepare the way of the Lord, and let us too declare the power and grace of Christ's arrival. For he who had no need of a body took a body and is now incarnate. The Son of God became the Son of Mary, yet he remains the one Lord Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. And though the religious often be offended, thinking that their religiosity, their good works, well, that's going to save them. They, they think there's no need for this sacrifice that covers all sin, even the sin of our own self-righteousness. And yes, though the wise respond with derision, thinking it foolish that the ancient of days would enter time, and though the opinionated talk till their tongues ache rather than listen to God's word of grace. The truth of Christ's incarnation says to all of these, the religiously arrogant, the worldly wise, and the foolish babblers, it says to them that they will be astounded when they see him. And Lord willing, they will see him now, but if they don't see him now, they will be astounded when he who came comes again to save and to judge. What a mystery. God was made manifest to humanity by a lowly birth. On the one hand, he's the uncreated one who existed before anything else was. And on the other hand, for our sake, he also allowed himself to become created so that he who gives us our created being, think about this, the one who gives us our created being came for us that he might become our well-being, the well-being of knowing his forgiveness, his life, his reconciliation, and his eternal peace and joy that far outweighs our present and often painful circumstances. My friends, this is the festival we're celebrating this day, the coming of God to us that we might return to God in humble faith and repentance, the coming of God to us that we might return to Him, that we might learn to put off the old humanity which is corrupt throughout, so as to put on the new humanity, Christ's own humanity, which is created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. This is the festival we're celebrating this day, 
the coming of God to us so that as we died in Adam, we might now live in Christ, being united to Christ by his own spirit who dwells in every believer. For where sin abounded, there the grace of God in Christ abounded all the more. And if a taste of that ancient fruit from the tree condemned us, how much more does the sacrificial death of our incarnate God on a tree justify us, forgive us, and restore us? Therefore, let us this day keep this festival. Let us keep it not in excessive consumption, as is the way of the world, but in a godly manner, with joy surpassing that of the world, not as a festival of our own, but as a festival belonging to him who's given himself to us and for us. So yes, let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad with the animals who gave up their manger. Let us make room for Christ this day and all our days. With the magi from the east, let us bring gifts to his feet even the gifts of our very lives. With the shepherds, let us make haste to go to him so as to glorify him. With Mary, his mother, let us treasure him in our hearts always. And with the angels, let us join our voices in celestial chorus and sing hymns of praise to Jesus who is their Lord and who is our Lord. Let this festival be the common festival of both heaven and earth. Because you see, I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded that the heavenly host join in our praises this day. They are celebrating with us because they love the people of the earth. And they love God. And they love the reconciliation of heaven and earth that our incarnate God has accomplished. Now, there's only one thing connected with the birth of Christ that calls forth from us hatred and disgust, and it's the murder of the infants by Herod, the so-called great. Yet I would say to you, don't forget this tragedy that sadly continues to be repeated in our own day and in our culture that is bent on death. Don't forget the martyrdom of those who at the time were the same age as Christ. Don't forget those who were slain for Christ's sake, even before he was savingly slain for them. For with them, we too will suffer for his sake until he comes again to undo all evil. For in this world, we who belong to Christ, will have tribulation. But take heart, for he, the incarnate God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has overcome the world, and he will, he will make all things right and new at his return. And it's in light of this, his coming and his return, that we today are to keep the feast of Christmas, and we are to keep it with joy, with faith, 
in hope and in love. Let us behold and be beheld by our great God, the God we see and recognize most clearly in Jesus Christ, who willingly put on our flesh that we might know better, that we might be known by the one God in three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. To Him alone be all our praises, all our glory, now and forever. My friends, Christ has been born for us. And therefore, no matter what we face, no matter what we have to endure, we can truly say today, it is a Merry Christmas because God has come to us. And knowing this and entrusting in Christ, we can hear God himself say to us, here is my proof of how much I love you, how much I want you. Christ is the proof that God is with us, that God is for us, and that God will see us through to his appointed end, which is life and peace for all of eternity. Therefore, let us sing and let us rejoice. Let our voices ring out glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to all who turn to and trust in the Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Our great God and Father, truly this is a mystery. It is a wonder of how the one who is uncreated became created to save us sinful creatures. Father, it was your pleasure to send your son for us. Lord Jesus, it was your joy to come for us, to give your life for us, so that in dying for us, rising for us, you might give us your own spirit, who in great delight comes to dwell in us, that you, Lord Jesus, might be born within us. Because we belong to you, we pray that by your grace, our lives would declare your grace and your truth, and all to the glory of God our Father. Amen.